1: You. Welcome. Did you have an everything bagel?
0: <laughs> Do I have some poppy? Th- Do I have some poppy seeds in have, my teeth? You
1: have some poppy seeds in your teeth.
0: Is it going to distract you? Nah, I'll
1: wanna, be fine. Want to make out? No, just talk like this so okay, I can I'm see your teeth. Okay, I'm covering up my
0: teeth, and you can't see them. By
1: the way, one of our favorite games in our little uh, love life is that whenever Caroline's like, "You have something in your teeth," I immediately make my lips go over my teeth, and I try I won't to get let it. See I'm like, it.
0: "Let me get it." Yeah, and he just covers up in his teeth, and he's like, "No, I don't. I, I can't don't." you. Eat-
1: i don't even have i don't teeth.
0: even you can't even get it don't know
1: how you could get it so We're that's just so like the weird. really old man joke that we do um oh i have a a fun uh fact a thing that i learned that i wanted to share with people that has nothing to do with this episode
0: great that's par for the course go ahead
1: and then i have another thing i want to share okay first of all yeah no. i have two you shares have two. no you i have can only two have one. shares i have two i'm shares. sorry the
0: rules state clearly you can have one share
1: Survey says two shares. Thank you, survey. Um, (laughs) Keyword lasso for the second share. Oh, geez. Okay, first share. Many of you will remember that months ago, I dropped the nugget of a gem about the dishwasher and about how the dishwasher uses between three and four gallons a a night when you run it or whenever you run it. Um, Every time you run the dishwasher, three to four gallons, the average sink full of dishes runs, you run through six to eight gallons of water. So it is just more efficient to use a dishwasher, even though it seems like- Put your dirty dishes in the dishwasher. Put your dirty dishes. Run it every night. Barely rinse them. Your dishwasher is fine. Just clean out your filter. You're good to go. So that was like a mind-blowing thing for people. Even our friends, Caleb and Jen were like, we run our dishwasher every night now because we were spending so much Lobby. water
0: way to, way to combat climate change one to one family at a time, time.
1: <laughs> one family at a time okay my new item yes this is not necessarily a uh life change thing like that it's more of a revelation
0: can't
1: wait i shared this with you and i didn't really ask you how you felt about it but i just want to oh, be honest surprise. here <laughs> with our friends okay i was one of those people that believed that the microwave was not safe to use
0: yeah, no, I I would agree that somewhere yeah. down the line I was like, "Oh, this could melt my brain." I'll exactly. just I I don't know if you guys do this, but like you put something in the microwave and you're like, I'll,
1: I'll just walk stand away. over here. I'll walk I'll away. Walk away. Yeah. I'll walk away. And we use it sparingly. Like there was uh, our last place that we lived, we never used the microwave.
0: I don't even remember where it was, honestly. Exactly.
1: Uh was listen, it was above the pantry. It was above the No, it was above the stove actually. Oh, it was yeah. above the stove? Yeah, yeah. Um Okay, so me- some of you may know this. Some of you may be like, "Duh, microwaves are completely safe." They're in like ninety percent of households in the world. Obviously, these companies have figured it out. But a lot of you might be like us, where you're just skeptical of that little box in your kitchen, and you're like, mm, "I don't use it that much." Now
0: I'm starting to feel like are we conspiracy theorists? Because no, we
1: we're not. Okay. Um, so I listened to the Dave Chang podcast, yeah, and it was we love I think, Dave Chang. A couple episodes ago, he had a doctor on who his literal job uh like zone of genius is microwaves great and so he had him on because dave loves the microwave dave is a chef he owns these restaurants momofuku and a bunch of other things dave loves the microwave he cooks everything in the microwave <laughs> like, what a just modern oh yeah like, he just that's what he says revelation he's, yeah he's just like this thing's a miracle amazing. a modern this miracle. Little box in our kitchen is that's amazing you uh, and so he he had this guy on and this guy debunked all these things and if you want the science of it Please go find I that don't. episode. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You don't, people listening don't. They just want us to tell them what we've learned, yeah. which is all it is. Yeah. So, the big takeaway is that a microwave does emit more, quote unquote, radiation, RF radiation, than your cell phone. However, a microwave cannot operate and emit radiation when the door is open. So the whole reason a microwave works and doesn't cause any harm to you is because the only time the light amount of radiation happens is when the door is closed.
0: And it happens inside. And it
1: happens inside, but it's what a sealed the, box. But what about,
0: Jason, what about that little window? Tell me about when that window. Open, when you open the door? No, babe. Listen. to Oh, what I'm looking saying.
1: through it. Yeah. Yeah. That it blocks radiation. It doesn't go through it.
0: That window.
1: That window blocks radiation. Now here's that's the. difference. That's why
0: it has the dots. The the little screen. Can't get
1: through those dots. Cannot radiation <laughs> cannot get through those. <laughs> you dots. guys know what I'm talking about, right? Uh. So that's what he said. He was like, you. He was like, you could put your face up against a microwave no, and run it for hours, and you would never get one. Iota. Whatever the, the thing Amp- of radiation. <laughs> Makeup words. <laughs> what? Uh, but here's what he said. Okay, He was like, many studies have said microwaves emit more radiation than cell phones, but we're on our cell phones all day. Here's the difference. Your phone has no blocking there's of no the radiation. Window. There's, there's no, no dotted window. There's
0: no dotted window. <laughs>
1: Where the microwave stops the radiation from getting okay. out, so you can put your face up against it, you're fine. Your phone, it doesn't stop it. And we use but our we phones. We should be worried about phones. How often do we use our phones? What's the average phone use for a person in a day?
0: 25 hours a day. 25
1: hours a day. How often do you run the microwave? Less. 60 to 90 <laughs> seconds, depending on what you're cooking. Maybe two minutes if you want it really two hot. Two
0: 45 second <laughs> intervals. Yeah. We
1: have 30 <laughs> because seconds. Because we do the, 30 the seconds. the pause, yeah. I
0: don't know what the pause does. So, so that. No bro, I go to 45.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like round numbers 30, 60, 90. Don't don't give me God, in the do Oh no! What
0: does this say? We yeah. should make a personality test based <laughs> on what you're.
1: Oh, we've also talked about the. I bet people go too. quick
0: minute too. I bet there's a lot of quick minuteers out there. Yeah. Even if you know that what you're heating up is less than a minute, you're going to go the quick minute because one button. It's efficient. efficient. One button. It's,
1: it's efficient. Yeah. I'm
0: surprised you don't do that. Honestly,
1: I I do. I use the 30 and the you one. You know minute. why you don't yeah. though?
0: Probably. Because it would really bother you to stop it the leftover leftover time. I
1: want it to end, and I want to know that it ended. Because the rest of the day, I'd be thinking, ah, there are 27 seconds left.
0: God, we've (laughs) definitely been together 10 years. If I can psychologically analyze how you'd use a microwave based on your personality. Okay,
1: so the big takeaway for everyone here on my first little share microwaves while yes technically they do emit more radiation than your cell phone it is enclosed in the as box as long as
0: you're not in the box <laughs> as
1: long as you are not inside the <laughs> microwave you're okay you're okay okay your cell phone yeah. does emit more radiation it is Stop not using a cell phone that is harmful just don't use it 25 hours a day that's just for your mental health as well now, as your physical. my
0: health. thing that i have not actually gone down the rabbit hole on because i'm afraid of the answer yeah is uh bluetooth and airpods because boy does that sit next to my brain for a long time time.
1: yeah i think the amount of hertz not the rental car company but like the actual like
0: oh i was thinking h-u-r-t-s the amount of hertz
1: yeah it does hurts a lot it hurts uh wireless signal is less than your phone but yeah i mean i just don't think we have enough data of like having those things jammed in our ears but boy, all the time are they convenient. is it worth it though that's I the question know. this you know what is what our
0: entire modern question yeah. of our time so is take it away worth
1: it? take away yeah use the dishwasher every night it's gonna save water use the microwave as much as you want you're not gonna get <laughs> radiation
0: me. are you sponsored by an appliance company <laughs>
1: This episode brought to you by the boxes in your house.
0: Hey, have you been contacted by Big Appliance (laughs) to try and push some of these? Now,
1: next episode, I'm going to go into the garage and talk to you about your dryer, okay? We'll figure it out. Uh, Okay, that's my first share. My second share.
0: That was your first share? I thought that was one and two, bro.
1: No, what was my keyword? Lasso. There you go. My second share is that I've been slacking on cinnamon rolls. Uh I haven't had a cinnamon roll before recording a podcast episode in a month wow i feel like i'm letting our cinnamon rollers down you are i feel like i am and i I feel bad yeah but i i want to switch it up because i think that's part of it the novelty of the cinnamon roll it's worn off off. that's okay uh our friend jen who is my baking buddy she told me she was gonna try ted lasso's (gasps) biscuits shortbread cookies for us americans but but shortbread biscuits for the ukers yeah uh and she found a recipe. She made them. She said they're possibly the best cookie she's ever made.
0: Because sugar and butter?
1: Sugar and butter. Okay. Yeah. They are not gluten-free, unfortunately, for you. Of course
0: they're not. Because, yeah. wh- I Because mean,
1: why? Why not? Um, but you could have a bite. You could try a bite, you know? Well, I'm
0: not allergic, yeah. You're
1: not allergic to gluten. You're just, you know, it's better intolerant. to not have it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make those this week. Okay. And then I want to report back here live Ooh. for everybody to um, get the the take. Oh, you're,
0: gonna, you're, you're not going to be able to wait until our next episode we record to do
1: no i'm probably gonna make them today and then i'm gonna have them and then the next time we record
0: okay i'm just letting the people uh, i'm trying not to set up the expectation that you're gonna like try them for the first time live it's gonna be a more of a report it's
1: gonna be a report a report yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh if anybody's interested to know how that goes stay tuned okay those are my two shares i got it in under 10 minutes i feel good do i have anything to share do you want to give an update on your dad? Because two episodes, we shared that your dad got COVID. Um, it, it was a rough couple of weeks. It's been a rough couple of weeks. And just kind of where we are and let people know. Because I think some people are probably like, uh, we listened and we want to know yeah. what's going on. Yeah,
0: and thank you to everybody who sent sweet messages. And I did share a little something on my Instagram stories just because like, I literally fell off the face of the earth. And people were like, um, hello. Um, but dad is Okay dad is getting through it he's in good spirits he's still on A lot of like recovery support, like oxygen 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 support and oxygen therapy. He does have a team of nurses that are visiting him daily, which is a huge relief.
1: Including your brother, who's basically a registered (laughs) nurse at this point.
0: My brother, oh god. Not really.
1: All the registered nurses out there. You guys do a lot of work to earn that title. Your brother did not. No, he's just working. But my
0: older brother, he yeah, is very on top of things, and I'm so 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 grateful for all my siblings, really, because it's been a team effort. Um, and they all live in Florida where my dad is. And I think he's through the worst of it. Yeah. I think he has a long road of long rehab because it really took a toll on him, but I think he is in good spirits. Yeah. So I think... that's, that's as, you know, I have to be grateful for that. And exactly. I know that again, I say this to myself every day is like, our family is one of the lucky families. Yeah. And so, um, if you're listening to this and you have lost someone or you know, someone who is still battling it and sick. I'm so sorry. And I know how frustrating it is to have your family have this huge impactful thing and to look around and see people going on vacations and going out to dinners. And I'm not... Because
1: even for us, even with your dad being sick, like we see it and we're just like...
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to make it about other people's behavior. But I just think it... I think it needs to be stated because every person thinks that their actions don't impact the collective and every single decision that you make impacts the collective. And I'm only sharing that just hoping that somebody out there thinks twice before they go to an unmasked gathering or go to, you know, go out and just doesn't care and thinks it's over. It's not. And like, families every single day are losing people that they love and just because your family is the lucky one yeah. and just because you've been going to gatherings and haven't been sick like please i'm begging you if not for families but also for the healthcare workers that just feel like people have given up like yeah. it's really it's we're so close i hope yeah. with the vaccines and everything and the numbers are hopefully coming down from the holidays but Anyway, I didn't mean to get on a soapbox, but I just have to say.
1: I think we should stay on the soapbox. When you're, I think when pandemic you're, fatigue is real. Yeah. And I think all of us are feeling it. And some people are better at weathering those things and like continuing through it. And other people are like, they throw their hands up and they're like, I've done enough. I quarantined. I isolated. I stayed home. But like, I want to go to my restaurants and I want to go to do these things and I want to be with my friends and I, I'm just over it. And it's very selfish thinking because we're not at the point where you can do that yet.
0: Like, I get it. I get where it comes from. But if you could just take two seconds to think of somebody whose entire world has been turned upside down. I I know people who have lost both of their parents. And what a kind of a slap in the face it feels like to to see people who are treating this as though it does not exist. When you've literally lost...
1: Your parents yeah. like yeah. The,
0: it's just it, anyway
1: okay so let's let's bring it back around didn't want that to go to a somber place but it is real it's and real it, and it's i think it's something that we try and just always do on this podcast and in our business and on our email newsletter is just like be real with people be honest with people tell it like we see it and be Just as truthful as possible and hoping that other people who may be on the fringe of like, oh, well, do I need to do this anymore? Like, oh, no. Like, I'm hearing these people are doing it. Like, I'm going to stick with my plan to stay isolated and wear masks and do all that stuff. Uh, Cool. Okay. So let's get into the actual topic of this episode now that we've gone through all of our shares. Which,
0: what even is the topic? This is going to be a very a more loosey-goosey episode.
1: Yeah. So... Uh I'll start with where this idea kind of came from. So we've talked about this many times. We, we've had this discussion many different ways. We've written different articles about it. Uh, we had one called Working to Live, which still exists. We had is, one-
0: You're saying this, but you're Yeah, I'll saying, get to it. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh,
1: one called Working to Live. You wrote one called Values-Based Accounting. Uh, I just listened to a podcast about a guy who has a podcast called um, Life Profitability And he's got this whole system for it. But the entire idea is just we don't measure... Our lives and our happiness and our well being, like we measure our businesses and the like the easy things like website traffic and sales and money and money and growth of our Instagram accounts and all this stuff. We measure those things, we can see those things, but we don't tend to do checks and balances on our life. Mm -hmm. And I really think there's something here that, especially for our community, that I wanna figure out is what have we done in our life, our lives over and over these past few years in many different ways, and how can we create a system that people can get into and go, oh, this is how for my life, my personal life, I can now judge the success of my life or the happiness of my life, not based on all these external factors that we all see, mm-hmm. and instead look internally, look around my immediate you know, family and my needs, and then be, be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something really important about the, the constant kind of attention that we put onto people that are succeeding, people that are doing well, all the accounts on, on social that we see where people live in these fantastic lives, and then it's a reflection back on us where we compare ourselves and we want those things. And you don't there's because there's no system for you to go, well, hold on. Why am I looking at any of those things yeah. or why am I judging any things my in my life? My relationships
0: are strong. Exactly. My I'm I'm focusing on my health. Like I love creative hobbies and I'm carving out time for that. Like I'm a success. I'm doing it. Yeah. But because I don't have, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in my bank account saved up, somehow I'm not successful. Or or because I don't have, you know, ten thousand followers on Instagram and I can't have a swipe up link, like somehow right. I'm not a big fish, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I I think it's a really interesting idea. And, you know, if you recall, we did, we've done a workshop before called working to live. And it's the, this idea of putting your life first instead of your business first, and kind of using your business as a tool to live a good life, not the other way around, because so often people put work and business above everything else. And I remember when we were putting that workshop together, you know, we came up with this idea of life metrics, because I was like this exactly of what you just described. I said, we f- we focus on these things, these business things, because they're easy to measure. Yeah. And so when we it, – it, that means it's easy to – it's like a carrot, right? Like you, you can just keep chasing towards the carrot because you have this very well-defined, quantifiable goal that you're trying to achieve. But we don't spend as much time trying to quantify the intangible aspects. And I think the example I gave was like, okay, what about if I measured my life on – the amount of beach visits that I did a month or the amount of date nights or like
1: hugs for my kids kids, or minutes
0: spent on hobbies or what are these things like if we really try we can but it takes intention and being able to set that up um I was just gonna say that as you were describing that though I think that I've actually been doing this like ever since really I started it with like worksheets and stuff, but since I set up my notion, Mm -hmm. those of you who are listening, you know, I'm like, notion nerds Nerds. Nerds alert, but, um, I do these weekly check-ins with myself and I do this in a couple of different ways. I measure, I rate, I have all these different areas of my life that are like my, just the different facets of your life, your friendships, your family, your marriage, your, um, personal growth, your creativity.
1: How is the old marriage doing?
0: It's a steady seven most weeks. (laughs) Okay, all right. I think that's good. I think it's pretty good. Honestly, though, it's such a good check-in because with marriage especially, like I think a lot of people can relate to this. It's one that can very easily fall off the radar because you Just not even
1: paying attention to it. Yeah, because you
0: you take the person for granted and you're like, well, they love me, so I'm going to focus more of my attention on these other things I'm trying to grow.
1: Can you talk more about how you take me for granted? I would love to. Okay, go ahead.
0: I take you for granted. Is it because of
1: all the- (laughs) The squares in our house that I am learning about, all the square appliances. <laughs> you take for granted how much I'm learning about the square appliances in our house. What's I'm the
0: saying. square part?
1: The microwave, the dishwasher, they're all squares. They're square shaped.
0: Did we did we touch on that yeah, earlier? Yeah, we said that earlier. Okay, well, yeah. I didn't... Oops. Oh, whoa.
1: Punching the mic? Is <laughs> I, that me? Is that a metaphor?
0: I didn't pick up on the square thing and you just said it and I was like... It's just an inside joke. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but so what I do is every week on Sundays when I do my weekly check in, I rank or not rank, but I, I give a measurement one to 10 on how much focus and attention I've put on that aspect of my life, not to kind of measure it right. per se, but as a check-in to see what are the areas that got the least of my attention and do I want them to get more the following week? Yep. And this is a way that I, I call it like an intentional balance inventory. It's how I keep the areas of my life balanced so that work doesn't get all my attention, uh, or, you know, my family doesn't get all of my attention while my friendships suffer or whatever those right. things are. It's just like a, an awareness thing. So that's really helpful.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, so like, that's a perfect example of something you've honed over time and you've figured out that I think is a really good thing that we could help teach, especially our wandering family members in a coaching session. As we start to look back at the values-based accounting article, the working to live workshop, we did this stuff you're doing in notion creating almost like a life curriculum that you can then use every single day, week or month to do these check-ins and the end goal. I want to be really clear about the end goal is that you're just more satisfied in yep. your current life. Yep. And I think that, uh, I want to acknowledge privilege. I want to acknowledge the fact that we probably make more money than a good amount. Well, we just do statistically than most of society. Uh, because if you make more than like a hundred thousand dollars, you're in like the 1% or whatever. Um, but there, there is something to be said for even making money, this is very well known, doesn't make you happy. Right. But also being really intentional about acknowledging the things that you enjoy in your life does make you happier. And then that happiness leads into energy, which leads into focus and creativity, which then goes to your business. And that's why so many people who have a well-balanced life end up having businesses that succeed and it's because it all works in tandem together mm-hmm. and because they're also not striving for what we always joke about with our, our wondering if members is like the six figs culture mm-hmm. and this idea that like you got to make six figs a year or you got to make six figs a month or like whatever the new thing is where you got to have six figs
0: well seven figs is the new six figs
1: seven figs even better um let's just get to 10 can we just all agree 10 figs is the the right amount but my my point here is that if you can remove that, and I said the silly line to you earlier, which is not going to be the thing that we say moving forward.
0: I'm very excited for you to see d- if I can get it right. Yeah,
1: yeah. Instead of focusing on success, just focus on things sucking less.
0: Guys, how cute. He said, I just had an idea in the shower. I said it was
1: bad. I said it was bad. I know.
0: But I set my expectations low, and then I was delighted. I just think that's
1: cute. And and like the practical application of this is like, Success, I would define as making $100,000 a year. But instead, if I looked at sucking less and I only make $30,000 a year, Well, making $40,000 a year, wow, that would be sucking less. That's a huge improvement on that. Yeah, I'm not making this giant leap. But also, maybe you don't have the the skills, the time, the lifestyle that you can make that leap. That's a huge leap. And if you could then recalibrate and go, getting to $40,000, wow, that would change my life. That extra $10,000, which is almost $1,000 a month, that's huge. That That's gigantic for me. And I think that's the thing where I really want to create this system where we can help our members calibrate that for their lives and see what that looks like for them.
0: That's a perfect segue into a thought that I just had.
1: segues, which would make us happier.
0: segues. <laughs> Segway needs to be the new meme stock. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a business still exists? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, I just had this thought and I'm going to do my absolute best to describe it because sometimes I have these concepts in my head and it's very hard to communicate them. Yeah. But as we, you were talking about that, I was thinking, you know, I think a lot of happiness and contentment to me boils down to shifting your mindset from scarcity to abundance. And I don't mean to oversimplify it, but here's what I mean by that. When you are focusing on society's definition of success, all you're doing is comparing what you your life to someone else's and seeing what you don't have. I don't have, my business doesn't make $100,000. I don't have the fancy car. I don't have the light, airy apartment. I don't have the restoration hardware cloud couch. Like all you see is what you don't have. And so you're living in this constant state of, I don't have, I don't have. And that's a scarcity mindset, right? Like, oh my God, I need to work so hard because I need to have these things, blah, blah, blah. So you're chasing, chasing, chasing. And you feel like your cup is empty, empty, empty versus trying to shift to an abundance mindset, which would be the opposite, talking about what you do have, what in your cup is full. And so what you're saying, I think that's kind of what you're saying, is like shifting your mindset from success to suck less. And suck less is, it's changing the frame of reference around what you don't have to like acknowledging what you do have and using yourself as the reference point right. like still you're wanting to grow or say like oh i could add you know more money or i could these these are the ways that my life could change to suck less or whatever but you're kind of reorienting it around not what somebody else's definition is but of your own definition.
1: Yeah, and even previous versions of yourself too. Right. Like I think so it's it's so easy number 1 to compare yourself to all these external people and things and what happens is even if you get some of those guess what there's more people with more stuff. So you're right. always on that treadmill. But if you look to your past versions of yourself that you've improved upon, then you can go, "Well, hold on a second. Like, I'm going to ignore all this other external stuff. I'm going to look at previous me. Yeah, for even for us, like 10 years ago, when we were both getting started in the entrepreneurial journey, and maybe that's a little bit early for you, but if I, 10 years ago, told myself, hey, Jason, here's where you'll be in 10 years. You're going to work a handful of hours a week. You're going to be able to take as much time off as you need. You're going to have businesses that pretty much run themselves. You're going to have an amazing community of people who love the work that you do. And you're going to make- A
0: super kick-ass wife. You could say it.
1: You're gonna have an amazing wife who loves you and cherishes you uh and doesn't have to eat all the sweet things you create because she likes savory things instead of sweet things. Weird
0: how it sort of morphed into about you. How much I love you, but yeah, I do. I mean that would be
1: nice. (laughs) Uh I that would have been great. Yeah. And so that looking at that previous version of myself and now my current version. It is a huge improvement on everything across the board. And that makes it so much easier to just like you said, focus on the abundance, focus Mm -hmm. on the things that you do have, as opposed to this striving mode that we all get into that you constantly are faced with all these things you could have that you don't have that make you feel bad.
0: That kind of rhymed. Um, Yeah. Another thought that I had totally agree is also there's something about setting an intention that I think sets you up for happiness. Because even if you don't have a lot of money, even if you're not in the 1% of people earning money, even if you're living on like a very modest means and you haven't gotten your business off the ground, I think there's something really gratifying about saying, you know what? Here's an area of my life that I want to improve upon that could make me happier. Let's say it's um, eating. Let's say it's eating healthier, right? Like I... Just recognize that eating fast food night after night after night, even though it might be cost effective, like it's not making me feel good. I have like slow energy or whatever. It's not about losing weight. It's not about any of that. It's just about like, I don't, you know, feel good after I eat this food. And let's say you set the intention to like, okay, I'm going to only eat out fast food once a week or whatever that is. You set that intention for yourself and you say, I'm going to improve my life by meal prepping on Sundays and I'm going to have, you know, good delicious meals throughout the week that's like such an example of you setting an intention for your life of how you can make it better and I think there's something so gratifying of following through on that and being like you know I might not have much but like my life is better because I made this decision for myself and meanwhile contrast that with which is taking the power into your own hands and saying how can I kind of make decisions in my life that'll make me feel good contrast that with the person that instead get so caught up in seeing or what other people's lives are that they never even decide to make that ch- choice, right? They just look at other people and they go, oh, well, they have more money or to yeah. be able to hire a chef. You know what I mean? They're following yeah. people who, and they're like, if only, if yeah. only I could hire a chef, if only I could get meal prep, if only I could have hire people to help me, you know, all these different things. And I just think, if that's going to be your mindset, you're always going to have an if only. Yeah. Instead of saying, what what can I do with what I have? And that's all we've ever done is just st- slowly but surely been like, okay, what can we do with what we have at our disposal to, to make our life suck less? Just yeah. like you said. And then once you make that decision and you follow through on it, you have to really celebrate that and go, I did that. Like my life is better because of that. And the more that you do those things, the more that they add up and you feel like, wow, I, I really feel happy that I'm making choices in my life to be, and that's to me what success feels like. Yeah. It's like setting an intention and following through on it to make my life better.
1: Yeah, and and I have seen so close firsthand uh, friends, acquaintances, uh, people that are on our email list, like all these different things, people who have strived for, and we're just going to keep beating this uh, kind of idea into the ground, like this six-fig business thing. Mm-hmm. And they get there, and what happens is, A, it either cost them a lot of money to get there because they had to do Facebook ads and these funnels and all this crap. And then it's just like a not a sustainable business. B, it's so much stress in the amount of time and effort and energy it took to get to that point that it doesn't even feel good. Like they've reached this and now they've gotten there. They're like, this sucks. This Mm -hmm. isn't fun. Or C, it's just something that you get to and you go, well, I don't feel better. You know, I thought I would feel different and now I don't. And maybe it is a sustainable thing you've gotten to, but now you're like, well, I guess $200,000 a year is what I need. And it's because you haven't changed anything in your life yep. and you haven't acknowledged like, am I making my spouse happy, happy? Am I in good relationships? Am I taking care of my kids? Am I taking care of my health? Am I doing things to challenge myself? Do I have hobbies? Like, what are the things that make me happy every day? And I know you have a thing you want to talk about with like daily habits Mm -hmm. that are really helpful. And I think that's a big missing part of this conversation of defining our personal life success Mm -hmm. and figuring out, well, what are the things I can do every day that make me feel like I'm living a good life Mm -hmm. that I can define that are on no external places, social media, news, like any of this stuff. It's just what I look at around in my life and go. Can I make my desk suck less? How do I do that? Can I make my daily eating suck less? How do I do that? Can I make my relationships around me suck less? How can I do that? And put the onus on you to mm-hmm. make those changes as opposed to thinking like I'll get to some finish line and then all these things will fall into place.
0: Absolutely. I think you're right about the getting to that milestone and looking around and going, "Wait, my life I don't feel happier and it's because you you weren't doing anything to improve the aspects of your life. And so that's why we've always said like this idea of money and your business is a tool in order to live a better life. That's that's really how I look at it. And it's a mindset shift. And that that is a more broad, big picture way to look at it. But it boils down to the nitty gritty of every single day, which is that I think daily habits are kind of the measure of if I'm living a happy, successful life or not. Yeah. Um, And it really boils down to, I have this handful of things that I can do every day that I've learned through a bunch of experimentation. It didn't start out as like 13 things. It started out as like one thing, you know, but the daily habits are the system, you know, to, to borrow a phrase from James clear and his whole thing of like habits and creating systems for yourself. But that's the system that keeps me, feeling my most vibrant, feeling my best self. And I think what the big mindset shift that happened for me is in 2019, when I went through all of my really bad anxiety stuff, my full-time job became just literally not going crazy. Yeah. And I like, I say that kind of jokingly, but honestly I felt like I was on the brink of some type of psychotic break. Yeah. And I was like, I have to do whatever I can every single day to keep myself together. Yeah, And do you remember I had my little I created this little piece of paper that had all of my daily yeah, it was things. like a little tracker. It was a little tracker yeah. and I created these um the date and then I had all my little list of things. It was like 14 things. Yeah. And I would color in a little square for each one of the things that I did that day. And so it was like things as simple as, you know, drinking enough water. It was doing my meditation, doing my journaling. Um, g- Getting outside for a walk yep. It was doing breathing exercises Like it was all these things And work I couldn't work at the time Because I was so burnt Not burnt out But like so anxious And so But it, doing that over and over and over again Really shifted my mindset To show myself that like Finally, when I was ready, I could phase work back in, but work was not the first thing I scheduled in my day. All these other things were my priority, and work was what can I, where can I fit in work around these other things?
1: Yeah. And that, that, that literally was our entire ethos of the working to live premise, which is on your calendar every week, schedule life first. Right. Then however much time you have left, time blocking was a huge part of that. How many blocks of time do you have left? That's how much time you have to work. Yeah. As opposed to the normal mindset, especially here in America, is all right, nine to five, I'm working. That's where even if you're not working, that's like work time. Now I have to fit life in around all of that. Which
0: becomes so so easy to make excuses about all how to sacrifice all the rest of your life, right? Like Absolutely. I don't have time, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't have time for that Zoom call with my family. I don't have time to meal prep, so I'll just go and go out to eat again. I don't have, to, and it's because you didn't make time from the beginning, yep. and so that was a huge shift, and it has now carried over. But I want to highlight the big problem that this creates, and because I think it's another big piece of this conversation. Once you start to do that, and you start filtering in your business hours around your life you're going to start to realize that you're not moving as fast mm-hmm. as other people. You're going to start to realize you don't feel as busy as other people. You're not making as much happen. You're not on social media every five seconds because you're doing stuff in your life. Yep. And you're going to start to worry that, that other people are not viewing you as a successful person. But it's the irony is that you're going to be becoming the most successful version of yourself because you're actually doing all of these life metrics and paying attention to your daily life but people aren't going to see it.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and there's just, there, there is a whole underlying ego part of all of this, right? Which is like, I'm seeing people who are successful. So I want to be seen as successful. And I got off of this hamster wheel many years ago. And, and I think my, I wear your shirt experience was such a humbling, uh, unique, helpful, terrible, all these different experiences that I wouldn't trade for the world because it was maximum ego for me. I mean, yeah. I was on all these shows. I was doing all these paid speaking, like people, all these
0: people would like stop. We were, we were on a date one time. I remember this at a sushi restaurant and people like straight up stopped you and was like, Hey, can I take a photo with you? And I was like, who are you? And like, this is
1: before like yeah. the influencer economy exists. Right. right. And and you can imagine this is 2012 when this happened. Imagine it now it's very different, but I bring that up to say that project and and living that type of life showed me so much that all of the ego stuff it doesn't make you feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it because all it is, it's like anything else. I want more. I yeah, want more fleeting, people. Right? I want to get paid more to do these things. I want bigger companies to be supported. And it's like, all of this stuff is more and more and more. And none of it comes back to calibrate your life to feel good.
0: It's like you're a bucket with a hole in it Yeah, and you just fill it and it drains out and you yeah. fill it and it drains out versus really trying to focus on the things that do fill up your bucket to a degree where they don't leak out
1: it's a really we love coming to these bucket metaphors a lot about it a, a metaphors. bucket is just a great metaphor but it is funny when you think about that right because you, we would imagine that a lot of people who are kind of stuck in this th- what we're talking about here of like focusing on external success you think your life is this big bucket mm-hmm. and unfortunately that big bucket has a lot of holes in the bottom that you're not tending to and you're not fixing mm-hmm. and so you're putting all this time and effort and energy which is some type of liquid and it's just <laughs> pouring out the bottom of the bucket because there's holes in it. So you're not feeling fulfilled. You're not feeling abundance. You're not feeling successful. You're just constantly doing things over and over. As opposed to if you imagine instead of a bucket, you have like a mason jar size thing vessel for your life and for your business. And there aren't any holes in it. And instead you've defined, this is it for me. And it's going back to that like $30,000 a year to $40,000 a year. Great. That's enough. But also let's, let's get to the more important stuff. How is my relationship with my family? Like, what am I doing for them? What's, what's our weekly ritual as a family or daily ritual as a family that's making us feel loved and cared for, for each other? Um, what are the things I'm doing for my mental health? Like what are all those things? And you create this really strong fortified bottom of this thing. And sure it's smaller and it's never going to be as full as all these other people. But it's not leaking constantly. Well,
0: exactly. And so you start to realize the bucket, the big bucket, is just an illusion anyway.
1: Absolutely. Like,
0: truly, if you were to measure the amount of liquid that is able to stay in that bucket, it's less than the mason jar. But because it looks big and it looks flashy and you, you see everything going into it, you see all the well, my, energy and the time and the yeah. likes and the things coming into that bucket, and you're like, that person has it all.
1: Well, my I Wear Your Shirt business is a great example, right? It right. made half a million dollars a year. Right. There were so many holes in that bucket. I made... $24,000 a year for yep. that business. As opposed to now we make almost 10 X that there's no holes in the bucket. Yep. We actually have profit. It's amazing. <laughs> but back then I had nothing but expenses and debt and, and all these holes were leaking out, but it felt like I had this big abundance of liquid in this bucket. Yep. I didn't, I didn't have those things.
0: Yeah. And I think that brings up another point, which is that it's important to remind yourself when you get into those comparison spirals or you think about what your definition of success is going to be and you see somebody else living that life on the surface, it appears, is remind yourself that nobody is showing you the things that they're sacrificing to get that. You know, like everything that it requires, the relationships that are strained, the fact that they can't sleep because they have emails that they have to get to every single morning, like all those things, you don't see that. Yeah, And so just reminding yourself that and, that, and that's true of anything. Like, nobody is without those moments of, you know, um, trade offs, right? We would call them. But choose your trade offs wisely. Yeah. Like, what are the parts of your life that you're willing to sacrifice in order to live, you know, well? And, I just think not enough people ask themselves that question as they try to aspire to these more Absolutely. external versions of success. Yeah.
1: I mean, we've talked about it for a very practical example of tea tree. Tea tree is at this place where it's making anywhere between 10 and $11,000 a month as a business. And that has only been built through word of mouth. It's taken seven years. It is not a business plan that many people will ever follow because it's so slow. And
0: <laughs> yeah. that yeah, would be like, what if we could, what tell, if we could you tell you
1: <laughs> in, seven, in years. seven years, but that's the funny thing. Some people listen to this after listening this far in the episode might be like yeah sign me up i'll do that how do i do that but my my point of bringing up tea tree is there's a very clear path to five xing that business and what we would need to do but do you know what it would take a team it would take a team it would take tons of time and energy and effort it would take money it would take all these things and what would that take away from yeah all of the things in life that we enjoy which is having profit which is having time which is having play
0: uh, nintendo switch Playing nintendo
1: switch a lot when special battles come up on friday from mario 35 we're done for 72 hours (laughs) can't do anything else (laughs) but i think that's the thing that we acknowledge we're willing to trade the potential for the the good life right now yeah and to be able to say this is enough it's enough that it makes this amount of money sure we want it to grow yes we want it to continue to get better we're going to invest time and energy and and effort into it that was clear last year we invested almost a hundred thousand dollars into tea tree but it was to build this new foundation that we could be excited about that we're still going to work slowly intentionally We don't compare ourselves to any other SaaS company in that world. We don't compare ourselves to any other online course platform because we don't know what it looks like on their side. I have some inside stuff on on what it looks like and some of it's not good. Some of these companies run very not profitable but very shiny number businesses and that is a recipe for eventual disaster. And you don't know the stress that those people are under or I kind of do because I've been through some of that myself. I don't want that anymore. I want a very carefree business that we run that just feels like, Hey, we're managing everything and it's fun and we can take care of all the things that come up. Absolutely. So eventually I hope that we can cobble this episode, our previous experiences and everything else together into kind of like a life system of sorts. Yeah.
0: We're still trying to, I mean, the reason we just hit record on this episode is because we were talking about it on a walk and it sent us down so many different tangents and things. We were like, as okay, you heard
1: here, <laughs> as you
0: heard. Yeah. So I'm like, this needs to be a podcast episode, but. You know, sometimes I like bringing you guys <clears> – <throat> whoa.
1: Frog? Frog. Little frog in my throat. Yeah.
0: What's his name? Randall? Ferdinand. Randall Ferdinand.
1: Randall Ferdinand. It's hyphenated.
0: Ferd- Randall No, don't do okay. that. Okay. Don't do
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: I take that feedback. Yeah. Um, but, like, sometimes I like bringing you guys this stuff in its more raw form because yeah. this is a lot of what it looks like when we start – Um, figuring out coaching sessions or figuring out processes or figuring out things that we want to teach is we have a bunch of these disparate ideas and maybe concepts that we've talked about in, you know, previous years, but it sort of sparks a new light bulb in the connections that we're making. And we just talk it through until it becomes a more solidified thing. So I think that this is going to become you know, maybe months down the road, we'll keep talking about it and we'll use some of the stuff that I've been using and my notion and quantifying some of these life things and some of these philosophies into something that's more of like a life system yeah.
1: and if there was something that really stuck out to you let us know send us an email hello at wandering gameplay.com uh, let us know if there was something that was like whoa this this really like i'm interested in this or i want to know more or this was really impactful because uh, that would help us realize like oh okay here's what resonated here were the patterns that we saw from people who heard this so yeah uh, i think that'll be really good we'll, we'll keep you up to date on that and uh you know for now if you want to just do a check-in in your life just check in on the things that you can control the things that are not externally being validated and lifted up and raised up that have to be better just look around what are the things in your life that you could find some abundance in and that you can start to measure and go yeah i could make that a little bit better and that would improve my life or i can make my relationships a little bit better and that would improve everyone's life around me
0: yeah i mean i think one of the easiest takeaways is to try to prioritize doing a weekly check in yeah i do it sunday mornings and i just ask myself like i said what are the areas of my life um, what are the three or one, if you want to start simple that I want to focus on this week yep. and what is the, you know, outcome that I want at the end of this week. So if it's, I want to focus on my creativity this week. Okay. I want to, then I, I, I turn that into a measurable goal. Like this week I want to make three paintings right. or if it's my family this week, I want to call three family members yep. out of the blue or is it, um, you know, travel, This week, I'm going to spend a half an hour planning a trip for when COVID's done, and I'm going to be excited about that because I can't travel right now, but I can still introduce that element of adventure into my life by planning for when I can do that In
1: 12 years, (laughs) we got a plan. Yeah, we're so excited. We're going to have the best plan ever. We actually uh, had a joke the other day. We were going to plan an entire trip to the Maldives, just plan the entire thing, flights, hotels, what we would do, whole excursion, and then just be like, okay, that was fun, and then just put it away. like. (laughs) I maybe we'll never do that, but like. Wasn't it fun just to like go through the measure of what what did it look like? What were all the things? Oh, that's exciting! Ooh, that looks I mean, fun!
0: Yeah, I think it's a Saturday
1: idea. Saturday activity. Uh, okay, let's get into our two movies and then wrap this sucker up. So every week we watch two movies on Saturday. We actually watched three movies this Saturday. Did you remember that?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It- uh, so one of them was not a classic movie, but we we tend to watch movies from the '80s, '90s, and early 2000s just to relive some fun memories from our childhood. Some of them don't end up being fun. They end up being bad
0: some of them are straight up problematic some, but.
1: some of them are very problematic some of them we're skipping because we know they're problematic yeah. uh but this weekend so the first movie we watched was the little things which is not, a, is classic not a classic movie. brand new on hbo uh it's in theaters denzel
0: washington rami malik
1: jared leto jared leto yeah uh great classic denzel movie
0: oh my god so many of his lines i was like do they write these movies for him yeah because he's just he like plays that like sort of like very what's the word for succinct yeah succinct yet kind of wisecracking cop yeah so well yeah we we just watched a classic movie actually one of our classic movies what was it called out of time is that out of time what do you mean? remember him and oh yeah yeah. out of time is that the name of the movie it literally his character in this movie was like same same it's the same character he
1: just had you know Eva Mendes opposite him instead of Jared Leto in this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, but
0: both have gorgeous hair. No, Jared Leto, I will say his acting in this movie, he was the standout to I me. I mean, he's
1: fantastic. He was just he's such a good unbelievable. actor. Unbelievable.
0: But anyway, uh, overall a great movie Very Sort of like Thought provoking Confusing at yeah, the end Yeah 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 Dark uh, It's dark d- It's dark yeah, it's you it's Go dark. into it knowing it's, like it's dark pop and serial killer stuff
1: Yeah Which you love Which is I don't I'm
0: not one of those like love love But right, I just right, I right. like a thriller
1: You just don't want to admit that you love it
0: That's fine That's Well fine. I just I you know, I'll tell you what I don't love Is I don't like Crime like comedy crime podcasts. Like I don't like oh. people turning it into oh, I see, I like see. pop culture and like yeah, yeah. like you know yeah. I I will listen to like a good investigative crime story where people are actually trying to bring awareness to a case to try to solve it. Those things, but I don't want to talk about it like it's The Bachelor. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are real yeah, people who gross. were victims that's of gross. crimes.
1: Okay, so little things would recommend.
0: Yes, if you would have recommend.
1: HBO, especially it's free. If you're into dark yeah. stuff, yes. Yeah. Okay, so the first movie of our classic movies was. The Three Musketeers. The
0: Three Musketeers, which is a Disney movie.
1: Can we t- tell everybody what I thought this was? Yes. So I may have seen The Three Musketeers when I was younger, but not enough to remember it. I thought we were watching The Three Amigos.
0: The whole time I'm <laughs> recommending. I'm like, it's this movie. I remember seeing it with like my family. Yeah and I just I, th- I remember Oliver Platt being funny yeah and you were like I totally forgot Chris O'Donnell's in it by the way which was he was like the headlining heartthrob yeah. of the movie yeah. with the fluffiest 90s hair very you've ever fluffy, seen very
1: fluffy and I also so want to wh- know were they all wigs or did they all grow their hair because right. they so looked good
0: the whole week Jason's like yeah okay fine like okay three musketeers I, I'm I get it all queued up he's yeah. about to sit down and he's like
1: well no you read the cast to me you're like Come oh on, yeah Kiefer Sutherland Oliver Platt you're like Platt. where's
0: Steve Martin and where's like, Martin Short and yeah. I was like what and you were like I was like. oh my god you thought i meant the three amigos
1: (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was the best part which is
0: just okay
1: yeah uh i do now realize the three amigos is like a western ish movie yeah yeah uh so my review of the three musketeers is it gets two stars it doesn't even get three stars yeah Uh, it was just okay it's a fine disney family movie it's one of those that you watch in 2021 and you're just like okay there's not a person of color in this movie yeah the plot is very thin the Charlie just, Sheen. Charlie of, Sheen is like a love interest, just like not interested it's a at lot all. Of, um,
0: sword fighting
1: and like not even good sword right. fighting. Like it's just like it's just. I don't know. Skip it. It's boring. Skip it's it. Just, to me, it was it's perfect example. Your brother fell, fell asleep. asleep. <laughs> while to watching be
0: fair, him. he's three hours behind us or in front of us, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: so it was later for him. Um, so anyway, so yeah,
0: skip it. Yeah. Um, Oliver Platt though is the only thing he's carrying the, that movie. He is
1: the shining star. He has the
0: best lines.
1: He he's he's funny. He's silly. He's great. Okay, and Tim
0: Curry's in that movie, too.
1: Tim Curry is in that movie. Tim Curry's great. We tried to watch Legend a couple weeks ago, if you guys listened to that. We did not make it through, and I love his character in Legend. But Uh,
0: Clue is really where he shines. But Clue is where
1: he shines. Okay, so that's Three Musketeers. Feel free to skip it. It's not really worth rewatching. Yeah,
0: then we went straight into...
1: Terminator. The original
0: Terminator, which I realized... I don't know if I've ever seen it, honestly. Both of
1: us basically thought Terminator 2 was, was Terminator, Terminator
0: 1. One. <laughs> we were like, Terminator, you yeah. know, like the melty guy, the and it's guy, like scary. And, and he's, uh, he's got like arm, He's got like knives for arms. Yeah, Arnold's
1: riding a motorcycle a lot. Like yeah. Sarah Connor's jacked. you know. Yes. She, and it's just like, no, that's, no, that's a different movie. No, 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 that's, <laughs> that's not <laughs> it. That's T2. Yeah, uh,
0: but I'm glad that we watched T1 yeah, yeah. because now I'm really excited about T2.
1: Okay, so just a couple, I, I want to give a little, little tangent of a backstory about Terminator <laughs> because I think it's very interesting. So James Cameron did... Did T1, T2, and maybe T3. I can't remember if he did T3 or not. Not I think to be confused T3. with
0: TI-83, not the graphing calculator. Oh, okay.
1: He did not do the fourth and the fifth movies. So, the one that had Christian Bale and then the one that had the guy from Spartacus, which I can never remember his name. But anyway, he didn't have any part of those two movies. And Khaleesi was in the one uh, that was like Terminator Genesis or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, James Cameron basically got removed from the project for those two movies. Yeah. Those two Terminator movies, everyone hates. And if you rewatch them, you're just like, there's nothing to these movies. They're just Flash and explosions. It's like Michael Bay made these two movies. Do you know
0: that for a fact? Because I thought I remembered seeing the Genesis one in the theater ambulance. I go, that's
1: good. No, no, we thought it was okay, but it's it has no, okay. like, real substance.
0: Sure, sure, sure.
1: Coming back around, James Cameron came back around for the most recent one. I guess, like, the rights expired that they Did sold or whatever. Did he direct it? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, yes.
0: Are you positive?
1: Pretty sure. Do okay. you have a phone you can double check me?
0: I, I feel like I would have heard. I, don't you think he was working on Avatar? Did if he, he have wasn't, time? if he
1: was, if he didn't direct, he was definitely like I'm, executive producing.
0: I do I not have a phone, but I'm yeah. feeling very skeptical about anyway, James Cameron taking time off Avatar. He was
1: not involved in the fourth and fifth. See, 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 okay. came back around and it showed for okay. sure. Uh, also, Arnold was not even really in the fourth and fifth one, which is, I mean, it's like it's Arnold. He's the Terminator. Like he's got to right. be in it in some capacity.
0: Also, so, also there were a bunch of homage scenes in the. Genesis one that I did not get at all because now we just watched the first one and I was like uh I was like uh have I seen this movie before? And then I was like, no, they just used, they yeah. just like ripped off the scene.
1: So uh want to give credit to James Cameron for 1984. Terminator yeah. came out and you watch it and you watch it now and you're like, okay, this is a little cheesy. Like some of this looks bad, My but favorite, you have to remember know, is it's 84 know, but... and the movie was made for $6 million. It's true. That's yeah.
0: remarkable. But there's this part at the end where, <laughs> terminator is just the machine terminator and he it goes into straight up claymation stop <laughs> animation and it's like the, everything around it is like yeah, yeah. it's just like super choppy yeah. but i have to give credit um it, very entertaining
1: yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: i will be honest i was very disappointed in the lack of arnold content dialogue he has, he has like 14, 14 lines, lines we looked it up. he has yeah. 14 lines i'll be back as one of them yeah but again because i remembered him having like a character an actual character which was t2 t2 has <laughs> a character um but i did like the sarah connor backstory great
1: great backstory didn't,
0: didn't know all didn't, of that
1: i i once we started watching i was like oh this is not t2 this is t this is the first one i completely forgot about the other lead character didn't even think well, he existed. That's,
0: that's what we were talking yeah. about. Is like there's this str- there's this a guy. I yeah. won't. Re- yeah. I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Yeah, even in case you it's wanna. Like Thirty case, years old. In
1: case you think you've only watched Terminator. But, 2 but honestly, Terminator that was a
0: surprise for me, it and I was don't want to ruin for it for too. other people. Yeah, no. It's there's right. a plot point that is
1: yeah important.
0: Important. It's a yeah. twist. Yeah. It's a twist.
1: But I'm just saying, like, completely forgot that person's in the movie. Yeah, and he is the, the main character. He's in the lead of the movie. Because also
0: 1984, and you're a woman, you can't be the lead of the movie. No, So she was the. Second, she was number two on the call sheet. He was number one, obviously, obviously, because women.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why do they even vote?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke.
1: That's a joke. Very. Um,
0: So, overall, Oh, also very violent. I would just, there was a lot yeah, of gun violence. a lot violence, of gun violence. And yeah. also, the gun violence hits different because it's, we live in a different a, time now. Yeah. And like, there's a nightclub scene, and you're like, oh, uh, that yeah. actually happened.
1: But yeah, you can't, I wouldn't say that's problematic because obviously it was made in 84, and like, they didn't know those no, things it's were going to happen. But it's, it's more of triggering, like, it's triggering. Be, be aware triggering. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, those things aside, if you're just looking for like an action throwback, like we talked about Cliffhanger last then week, d-
0: watch T2. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we don't know that yet. We'll find out next next, next week. W- next week because we're gonna watch T2 now. Yeah, uh, that we watched it, but uh, definitely would recommend going back and watching Terminator, especially if you thought that the original Terminator was the one we described, which is T2. Also, if you uh, like action
0: movies,
1: makes. yeah, it's just a re- it's a really fun watch. There's some makeup uh, scenes <gasps> which you're just some gonna of the die makeup laughing is just so bad, and some of the trivia said it took them like six months, and you're like should have taken another six months you know what i mean but Uh, also
0: i understand that those crafts people are very talented and at the time i'm sure it was very cutting edge oh for sure but in retrospect you're just like like the was that supposed to be arnold's face or was it like a corpse
1: just like the robot walking like that was probably groundbreaking in 84 yeah like that's a long time ago uh also i made chocolate covered popcorn homemade for the first time and it was chef's kiss chef's kiss it was pretty great wasn't it oh my god it was fantastic i'll share the recipe i'll share the recipe on my blog uh all right that'll do it for this episode those are our movies that's our topic those are our shareable items go use your microwave start defining success for yourself i
0: know so many of you have been afraid to use your microwaves go ahead how many of you you
1: are truthfully though gonna come out and be like hey I was. I didn't use it either. <laughs> How
0: I, many of you are step away from the <laughs> microwavers? Because I'll still do it.
1: You don't have to. I did the science background check but, for you. You but, don't have to. But. You don't have to. The dots. The dots protect the dots. you. Yeah.
0: What happens in the middle of the dots?
1: Protection. <laughs> <laughs> for skilled. That's the commercial that the microwaves need Protection. to make. Yeah. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week, and you're the best.